Hello and welcome to our latest Hearts podcast. I'm delighted to have with me Kirsty Craig from Kirsty Craig Associates, uh, recruitment and HR consultants based over in Chester. So tell us a little bit about what you do and what Kirsty Craig Associates does and, and how it works and how it operates. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Um, yes, with pleasure. Um, it's Kirsty Craig Associates. We're all about the people in your business, really. And we, our main sort of objective is to help um, SME businesses become the best employers they can possibly be. Okay. Uh, this, it, this sort of, we describe the people jigsaw um, because there's lots of elements to employing people. It's not just a question of giving them a contract of employment and a job title. There's so much more to it than that. And uh, these days we're living in a, an increasingly competitive world for talent. Sure. So it's how do you make yourself um, the employer of choice? So if a, if a candidate has three job offers on the table and one of them is yours, mm-hmm. how do you get them to take yours? And that is really what it's all about. We'll come on to a bit more of that in a bit more detail. So how do you actually get on to, get into recruitment? How do you start off Oh, that? well, yeah, that's, I fell into it, right. um, I have to say. Uh, many years ago, back in the 80s, I was working in London as an area manager for a retail American costume jewellery company. And uh, I used to run all the London stores. And because it was London, you tended to get a churn of people. And so I used to use a lot of agency staff. Uh, in those stores Um, and I kind of got a bit of a bee in my bonnet about the the people's attitudes, the way the agencies behaved and um, I'd been with Monet about four and a half, five years and couldn't go anywhere um, career-wise with them and it was a bit of a flat structure and I just happened to see uh, job advertise for um, a big international agency with a permanent recruitment arm based in in, uh, Regent Street and applied for the job and got it. Uh, and very quickly realise it, it's a sales job. Yeah. But you have two customers. You have the client, the hirer, yeah. and you also have the candidate. And how you treat both is really important. And I kind of, you know, just fell into it, really, and, and uh, loved it, absolutely loved it, and love it as much today as I ever did. Um, which is a really nice thing to be able to say after 35 sure. years doing this job. Um, and... Having worked, I worked for a couple of agencies in London eventually, and then I decided that I really wanted to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, happened to be back up north uh, for a weekend with my sister and her husband, and and got talking, and you know said I think I want to do this for myself. And mm-hmm. my brother-in-law said to me, "Well, you want, why don't you come back to Chester?" He said, "There's only three agencies here, and they're all rubbish." <laughs> and you've been there ever since. And there, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, literally, I think it was three months later. Um, I opened the Business Connection on the 31st of October 1988. We've seen, we see the latest unemployment figures have come out yeah. where it's a, probably its lowest it's been for, for donkey's years, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably, there's a huge demand for staff at the moment as well. Uh, and with the very low unemployment figures, we have this position whereby there's lots of people going for very few jobs. Or is it the other way around? What is the current state of the market at the moment? Uh, well, it, it, as you uh, quite rightly say, uh, Stephen, it is um, without a shadow of a doubt we have a massive skill shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, part of the issue is the, the COVID, the two years of COVID, yeah. people working from home, and people, a lot of people, sort of taking stock of their lives and how they're living their lives, mm-hmm. and that actually living to work isn't really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And so, I think there are people who've taken early retirement. There are people who've decided 
to give up working in that industry and look mm. at doing something else. And so um, we do absolutely have a skill shortage. And there are, I think the last time I looked, um, it was something like over a million vacancies that are unfilled at the moment, sure. which is extraordinary, mm. extraordinary. And what are, we touched on this before, what are employees, what potential employees looking for? Because we touched on this previously and we were talked about which employer should you, which job offer should you take? What are the employers, what are employees rather looking for in an employer? Well, I, th I think it varies um, because I think it depends on their own motivations mm. um, and also the, the kind of work that they're looking for. But I think um, my experience of, of recruitment over the years, and I've watched it evolve and change, mm, sure. um, I think now... Uh, most people want to work for an employer who actually is interested in their employees, mm. um, who cares about them and their and their welfare, and um, who recognises there is a work-life balance to be had, and you can't expect your staff to just jump at your bidding, mm. um, and that you have to treat them with respect, mm. and, and that they feel valued. I think most people want to feel valued mm -hmm. um, at work, and that they are part of something that includes them they're not yeah. just a sort of a, a name on a, a payroll list yeah. and I, I think that's really important now what other thing what other benefits should companies be offering how are they going to attract the best sort of staff how does it how does it get out there that this company is better than another company ah well i think that you know marketing and pr yeah. you know you get your brand out there um, and talking about your people, not just about what you do as a business, but you know, talk about your people. Mm -hmm. And so you still, what you ha need to do is to paint a picture of why somebody would want to come and work for you as opposed to Joe Bloggs and Co. down the road. And so what people look for, um, it's not necessarily about the money. It isn't mm -hmm. always about the salary. Yes, obviously, you need to be willing to pay a, you know, a decent salary um, and that reflects the responsibilities um, and the requirements of, of the role and the individual. But also there are so many other things you can do these days to, to make your um, employees feel appreciated. Okay. Uh, things like holidays, for instance. Um, I, I, again, I'm, I'm quite surprised even now when I, when I sort of go and talk to a new client for the first time and I, I sort of will ask them what their holiday policy is and I'm still quite shocked at how many of them say, oh, it's 20 days plus statutory and I kind yes. of, you know, my eyes open and I think, what? Mm. And, I, and that's usually something that I will talk to them about because mm. that is not the norm now. It, I mean, that okay. is, it, it might have been, you know, when I first started in recruitment all those years ago, but it certainly isn't now. What is the sort of norm now? The, the, the norm is now, I would say, 25 days a year plus statutory. Mm -hmm. um, what I, I advise companies to do um, if they're not at that level is to start uh, giving additional additional yes. day a year with service up mm. to a maximum of mm. um, and uh, because again it gives people an incentive to stay people mm. like to have you know holidays and mm. time off mm. and particularly again you know since working from home and not having to do the daily commute and etc mm. etc um, and that in itself is is also um, I think quite important now okay. is um, I have to say, professionally, I don't agree with this idea of everybody should be able to work from home full time. Yeah. Uh, and not because I think, I don't believe that people are working yeah. or not working either, mm. rather, but it's, um, it's not that. It's more about the fact that I think if you're working as part of a team, you can only build that team sort of environment if you're yeah, all working together exactly uh, right experience yes yeah so i think that's re that's really mm. important but having an open mind 
to people working from home one or two days a week if they're full time. I think um, it's a very sensible way forward. We do it now. Yes, you know, yeah, I don't know. We do it in hearts occasionally yeah, as well. Yeah, so, so and it works really well. Turning to the employee, mm-hmm. is CV still the way forward? Because it seems to be the start of the process because there seems to be so many other tests these days which employers put you through, psychometric tests or whatever it is. Uh, is a, a good CV still the first port of call to try and get in? Uh, I w- personally, I would say, I, my own view is yes, it most definitely okay. is. But how that CV is written mm. is really, really important. Um, we, we obviously give a lot of advice to our candidates, um, mm. uh, particularly given the level that we work at. Um, and I've always maintained that the, the, the first page of your CV is, is should be structured in a way that it's uh, that the potential employer, when they read that, it's like them having an initial interview with you before they meet you. So you need to decide what do I want them to know about me to make them want to talk to me. So it's not just about what you've done in your career. You need so they need to get a feel for you as a person mm. on that first page. Um, there are a, a, lots of professional CV writers out there. Um, I've seen the results of a lot of them. Some are great, some are not so great. Mm. Um, but that's, you know, we do a little bit of advice and guidance on that, but we mm. don't actually provide that service per se. But um, I, I think that the initial impression is what counts. Yes. I mean, we've also got a lot of video interviewing now coming sure. in and things. Again, I've, I've got, I can, I can see the, the relevance of it in certain circumstances. Sure. Um, however, I do. My concern about that is um, that potentially, if you put a, um, you know, if you uh, video yourself and then it goes through to the to the potential employer before they've actually met you, they might make a decision not based on the best facts, shall we sure, say? And um, and so I I I think there is a time and a place for that kind of thing. Okay. Um, so in terms of, you mentioned about psychometrics, yes. etc. the testing. Do you see a lot um, of that are still going on? Is, there, is it quite common these days? Well, oh God, there are so many options out there really? now. Um, in, our, in my experience, um, we use something, we, we, have, we use a behavioural profiling mm-hmm. um, uh, tool rather than, I, psychometrics, I have a bit of a, mixed okay. uh, ideas about it's that just, it's just something a term that I've heard over the years but it probably is an all-encompassing one is this there are other tests out there which people are doing there are but the, but understanding the difference is really mm. quite important okay. so some psychometrics um, you, I mean I've done them myself in the past mm. and they, they're basically you know lists of words and, and you have to tick the ones that you think are relevant to you that can actually which ones you tick can actually be influenced by your mood of the day. Right. So if you've just had an argument with your other half, mm. that could influence which ones you would pick. Mm. So we fo- we prefer the behavioural profiling ones, okay. um, like the one that we use, LIFO. Um, and that has never let us down. There's no right or wrong answers with mm. behavioural. It, what, what you're doing is you're, you are um, uh, getting an idea of, how that person would behave in certain situations, mm. which you can then relate to your own business. Mm. And um, obviously you need somebody who knows what they're doing to to um, translate, if you like, yeah. that, that report. Yeah. So that you don't, so you get you get the information that you want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, a, we, you can actually um, profile a, a, a job description mm-hmm. and a, you know, a skill, a role and skills profile. Um, and then, which gives you the sort of a, a profile of um, 
therefore the kind of person that you're mm. looking for that would be a good fit for that job. Okay. But I think one of the most important things to remember when you are interviewing is um, you are not going to find the perfect candidate. No matter how many recruiters tell you, I've got the perfect candidate, there's no such thing. Yeah. And you always have to compromise and they mm. have to compromise. They're never going to find the perfect employer either. Mm. And I think one of the most important things I've learned over the years is that it is a two-way street. It mm. is not all about you, Mr. Employer, and it's not all about you, Ms. or Mrs. whatever candidate, mm. you know. And um, and so it's a, it's all, but it is all about the fit. You can train skills, you can train knowledge, you can't train attitude. That's a that's a tough thing to find these days, somebody mm. with the right attitude. Mm. Um, I could talk about this for hours, so it's probably, <laughs> you know. It's okay. And one of my pet hates is, is um, tattoos, um, <laughs> not looking professional. You're going for a job and you turn up, you've got tattoos all over, you've got piercings or earrings or all sorts of stuff all over you. Does that affect your possible position me personally no right. uh, because again i've learned over the 35 years yeah. you know what somebody looks like is actually irrelevant to how they perform in the job okay um i do understand uh how off-putting it can be when you are suddenly here's this candidate come to be interviewed and suddenly they sit down and you think oh my goodness because you, yes. you weren't necessarily expecting it um it you, you as a as a potential boy You've got, you've got, you want the right person for the job. The fact yes. that they might look like they look doesn't really matter, in, in, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I do think, having said that, that it does depend on the kind of role that you're looking to fill. Yes. So if it's a customer-facing role, um, then you may want, you may have a, a sort of an expectation that you would really need to tone it down a bit. Mm. And if they're not willing to do that, then maybe that's not going to work. Mm. So I think it's, it depends on how you approach it, really. And, and um, Okay. Uh, what are you seeing in the marketplace that the best companies are doing now? What sort of things are they doing that nobody else is doing? If you had to cherry pick what the best companies were, were offering their candidates, other than the extra holidays, what would it be? Well, I, I probably can only really speak from my experience of working with mm. uh, with SMEs, and mm. um, and obviously they don't have huge budgets like yeah. the big corporates do. Um, but um, there is a whole myriad of things that are, mm. that are, that, that are that's being offered. Um, it could be a day off for your birthday on top of your holidays. Yeah. Um, little things like that. It could be. They, um, you know, once every three months, they all go out for supper or they go mm. out for, or they, they'll take them off to a, um, it could be a rugby game or mm. whatever, something mm. like that, okay. an event like that to get them. And, and that's quite, they could be, they do a team building, mm. um, go off, off, off site and do team, team building. That's really good fun. I've done that in the past with my okay. team at the Business yeah. Connection. Yeah. Um, it could be that uh, having not just doing the nest pension yes. <laughs> it could be increasing their yes. you know their their contribution to the employees pension yeah, uh, fund which is which is mm. very, particularly in this day and age i think okay. that's in becoming people and everybody has to have a pension now mm. so i think that that can really make a difference in the in the longer term what's a measure of success for you how do you feel successful uh, how do I feel successful? Right. Well, um, you mentioned it the, the, in, in your introduction about we're, we're recruiting in HR. Within mm. the HR, we also do training. Yes. So um, for, for us, with the training side of things, um, that's when we get incredible feedback of how much people have enjoyed 
their, their training with us, the courses, uh, how much they've got out of it and the difference that it's made to them in their job going forward. Mm. Um, on, obviously, with recruitment, it's not just a question of placing somebody in the role. It's actually seeing them 12 months down the line, mm. how they're doing, how they're getting on, how they're fitting in. Um, we, we, as a company, we stay in touch with, with the candidates that we place. We don't just disappear sure. the day they start. We stay in touch with both them and the client to see how they're fitting in on both, and it's both sides. Sometimes you can get a bit of a wobble, particularly mm. with younger mm. people in the first um, couple of months because they suddenly think, well, have I, excuse me, mm. have I made the right decision? Um, and so you can actually help sort of okay. sort, help them sort that out. Um, but the measure of success is really, particularly for me when the client says, yeah, oh God, I don't know how we've, how we've managed without Joe Bloggs for so long. It's mm. just um, and that, that how they fitted in, how the team have taken to them. Uh, very, very rewarding job, which is why I love it as much now as I ever did. You know. How do you feel on a Sunday evening? Are you really looking forward to work or do you wish the weekend was longer? Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting question. Um I no, I never have a. I've never got an issue about oh, it's work on Monday. Mm. Um, I think uh, I'm probably getting to an age now where I would like it to be the weekend sure a bit not. longer. <laughs> yes, um, but um, but no, I I, uh, I I love what I do. I'm very lucky. I'm mm. very lucky that when I you know I found my niche all those years ago, and um, and sometimes you have you have to do a lot of different things to find the thing that you really want to do for the rest of your life. And I'm just extremely fortunate I, I, I stumbled upon that in 1987 so there you go we normally finish our podcast with a with a quick fire round so take away or fine dining oh uh, that's a blooming good question uh, fine dining I think very nice Rishi Sunak or Liz Truss or Boris Johnson can I say none of them you can none of them none of them <laughs> and finally uh, camping or a hotel Hotel. Gone past the camping days. I do a camper van, <laughs> but I can't, I, I get, I, I'm allergic, I get hay fever, so I'm not, the one time I camped, I couldn't sleep, so I was all night. So that's probably not what you want to think, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, Kirsty, thank you very much indeed for joining us, and it's been a pleasure talking to you about what you do and how, how successful you've been. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you very much indeed oh, for joining it, us. It was my pleasure too, I really enjoyed it. Thank you um, very much. Please join us again for another podcast, and we look, to, look forward to seeing you soon. Please get in touch with us on 01625 669 669 or visit our website at heart-ltd.com.